0: Captain of Uh Akiva's, faces his job in GOG, with Keeve and Ellie, and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to Never Getting Olive Garden, your favorite chain restaurant review podcast. I'm your guest host for today, Felipe, and today we're talking about Cracker Barrel, let's bring in your regular hosts first up (laughs) she is neither the new girl nor the old guy it is Allie lasher Allie. how are you
1: uh i'm coming in feeling guilty because you know i feel like we bait and switched you
0: it's fine i i did have this joke prepared for the last episode but um it's it happens uh some of you weren't free on a tuesday at 3 p.m i heard so we couldn't record um and as always we're here with akiva akiva how are you doing you could call me straight Kiwi. uh i'm doing great <laughs> i'm excited
2: you're here happy uh happy to be back doing another one of these um <laughs> yeah <was> so stupid <laughs>
1: oh, i loved you. it you call me straight Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think we t- I touched on it last week but not only have we been bad with guests in general, but it was like we couldn't get availability between three time zones. Yeah. Uh, so we had to give you one. Of, we went from one of the best episodes of the season to like, I mean, I won't bury the. I won't. What am I stacking the deck? I, I won't tell you how I feel about the episode. How do you feel about the the substitute episode you've been placed on.
0: I mean, I feel like I have more thoughts on this episode. The other one I was just tee hee and didn't really have much to say other than I really enjoyed this episode. This one, ooh, what a problematic episode, if you <laughs> ask me. But I'm happy to talk about it. Maybe I am ha- more familiar with some of the topics discussed here than uh, drugs, but I, I am happy to be here regardless of the episode.
1: Yeah, Kiwi, do you know that I, I put a disclaimer at the beginning of last week's episode because we were so cavalier about serious drug use?
2: I don't think serious drug users are a protected class. <laughs> yeah, I think I, you, I think they true, probably yeah. have a good sense of humor. You could make fun of know. them. I don't think you know, that I put. Look,
1: I put a, I, don't make me have to put another disclaimer on this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you get a lot of complaints from the serious drug users, though?
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, no, but I did want to maybe, – maybe people who would be triggered by the conversation – took the took the path out when i offered them to leave ah i got it disclaimer. and they're back
2: this week you think or you think they took it as like i'm never coming
1: well back. depends what's happening now like how this is conversation is going if i'm gonna have to put another warning and being like akiva's reaction to his I, own reaction i'm gonna put a
2: warnings week. in about your warnings like don't listen to her it's fine everyone's okay i mean i to...
1: think you i think i think it became necessary when you made a joke about the people going to recovery.org then I was like, all right, I've got to I got to edit this out or I got to put a a bumper at the top. Okay.
2: Well, I'll keep it clean this episode. <laughs> anyway, is but, here to keep us in line.
1: How much more problematic can we make our discussion of this episode? We're adding in issues that didn't even come up.
0: Yeah, now you got to add in sexism, homophobia, <laughs> like m- more misogyny. Yeah.
1: All right. before we unpack all those fun topics uh you know we're talking about season four episode seven gold uh, not gold mine I didn't write in the new topic no, it is yeah gold mine. mine oh my god my brain broke originally aired November 11th t- 2014 some old business uh last week marked the first use of the new theme intro uh Kiwi, producer Kelly says new credits what do we think did you notice I didn't really okay (laughs) so they now instead of you remember the hey how you doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) how's it going (laughs) those are not the words it's like who's that girl Girl. it's jess you know what i'm talking about
2: yes i'm familiar with the opening i just didn't notice there's a new one
1: (laughs) so the new one is like so it's only the three guys and jess in the old one the new one is like bam 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 and it's like little like pictures of the all five so more traditional and coach sitcom. and cc are in it yeah yeah so what did you think of my description of the new, of the new credits
2: bam bam bam
1: <laughs> all right uh let's let's kick this off fully bait producer kelly says yikes i hope you have a gender studies professor on to help break down all three plot lines because lots to unpack this episode nick pretending to be gay winston and coach trying to manipulate the neighbors into sex and schmidt losing it over Cece's possible breast reduction surgery what worked for you guys what
2: didn't
0: um yeah i'm not a gender uh, studies <laughs> professor i apologize to pk not one yet that. not yet yes GP. uh Never say, uh, never, but uh, I would say what worked for me, some of the humor did get me. And then I do think there were like undertones of progressive messaging, like Nick trying to discuss about not all gay men are the same, despite all the problematic reasons he was doing it. I feel like there were a couple of underlying themes that, were, that saved the episode from being completely horrendous to me.
1: <laughs> Kiwi, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, listen. Where a lot of times we like to judge things from twenty whatever in twenty twenty two, and I don't know. I, it was it was. I I can't imagine. Like it probably wasn't one of the more controversial episodes then. Uh, maybe it hasn't holds up up so well, but there was definitely some funny parts of the episode. We get into them.
1: Yeah, I think this is one where. I mean, it was twenty fourteen. It wasn't like
0: two thousand one. but nineteen eighty six? Yeah, like whatever. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what I kept thinking. Like, this is one that like doesn't. I couldn't really remember what this episode was about. You know, when we always ask Kiwi at the end like to guess it. Sometimes I remember mm-hmm. based on titles. because well, what's the I gold don't. mine? Right. Apparently, the gold mine is if you're a man telling a woman that you want to leave that you live with your ex is a gold mine. I, that's what Nick says. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't remember. I think this episode, if I'm binging ten episodes of New Girl in the pandemic, kind of skates by my critical eye. And when I'm watching it to do a podcast, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot's going on here in a negative way. I think to what Felipe was talking about, it's like, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Like, <laughs> imagine Nick playing a stereotypical version of a gay man by his estimation, like. Then we're having a very different conversation, but still not great. Like, if the best thing is it could have been worse, it's like not amazing.
0: And it's like Uh, all three plot lines had something of the nature. It wasn't just one plot line that we can, like, oh, kind of look at the other plot line to get away from.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's no reprieve. Uh, But we'll try to make it work here. Uh, One of my favorite things is so, like, Jess is like, she's three dates in with a guy, she's ready to give him the biscuits or take the biscuits, uh, whatever. Um, but like, I love how she's been like, it's been a real like shit show out there in dating and the guys referenced some of the guys she's been out with. So they referenced the comedy magician from the dice episode, the guy with the little ding dong from micro. I thought those were some fun callbacks, Cube.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like, I, I like a show that references itself. Uh, and yeah, so those were funny.
1: Um, So Jess is going to try to explain to him that she lives with her ex. Producer Kelly wants to know, uh, Felipe, is is Jess actually obligated to tell this guy about Nick before bringing him home?
0: Not at all, especially if it's the third date. Maybe if it gets serious, sure. But if she's just casually dating someone, I don't think it's necessary. But maybe I shouldn't speak for everyone. What do you think, Allie?
1: (laughs) This is like a funny situation because Missy and I no surprise to this crowd or audience is like have debated many times like what level of detail you have to provide to somebody you're seeing and exactly what you're getting at it's like well how serious is the relationship do you have feelings now for that person how serious was it like there are a lot of factors at play if I'm Jess I'd probably fall on the side of like oh I don't have to tell him if I'm Ian the guy she's dating I don't want to be surprised at the apartment with a, a woman's very serious boyfriend and roommate. So it's really, that's an unsatisfying answer. I understand the impulse to give him a heads up, but. I think even if you have like
2: a, if you bring home a guy, I feel like even if you have a male roommate that you like don't even know, you usually tell them, you know?
1: Yeah, but. I, and yeah, vice versa. I, I don't think it's a cut and dry. I don't think it's a black and white basically Mm -hmm. i mean we know from uh, all of the clips of the various women in in the revolving door in nick's room that he's not telling them till after he sleeps with them
2: right and sometimes accidentally right after (laughs) after but before
1: um but i do i like it as a, a a plot device like i think it is an interesting question that they're like exploring in a weird it ends it takes a different direction but i think it's an interesting premise for an episode
0: yeah, um, remind me, like, has there been... Because my way of watching New Girl to listen a to the podcast is I'll binge, like, five to seven episodes and then wait for the podcast. So I haven't listened in a minute because I was, like, holding off on the episode right you a
1: long time for oh, yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: So remind me, uh, how much discussion has there been about their relationship post-breakup in season four?
1: So I think... I mean, Keith, do you want to answer that? Or do you want me to answer that?
0: Uh, you could answer...
2: You can answer.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, well, what's your impression of them post-breakup?
2: Me or Keeve? That I mean, right now, I thought they'd be in a will they or won't they stay, and they really haven't been. It's like, we're exes. That's really what their relationship is right now, right?
1: Yeah, and I'd even say, like, they sort of yada yada between season three and season four, the, like, awkward stage, and now they've been, like, friendly a little referential to the relationship but primarily like kind of legitimately okay with the other dating other people
0: yeah because that was my recollection the cruise episode there was a lot about it and then since they've gotten back was there really hasn't been a ton from my memory and i did not remember a ton of discussion about it on the podcast either so i was like huh has this really been addressed much lately other than like casual references
1: yeah they have seemed to go back to being like it's only if there's like an inconvenience like here like they're presumably fine but the fact that their exes is going to cause a problem for Ian as opposed to like weirdness as between them right she's not saying to Cece in this episode like is it weird if I bring a guy home when Nick's here it's like that's not the problem it's more just like the optics of it mm-hmm. Um. I have something interesting that is not a spoiler but it is future looking and so Keeve I am going to spoil it but it's so unimportant so the girl, you know, Jess gets a live demo of how what a gold mine this is for Nick when the girl overhears them talking, the first girl in the loft, and she, like, goes ballistic and steals stuff and runs out. She takes books, and she takes these glass grapes. And these glass grapes are later, uh, late, make another appearance in the loft. Uh, I'll just say that. And I've always wondered... Like, what an unimportant detail to have noticed. And I've always considered it like, oh, like, they just, like, had a props department had something and they use it later. And they don't remember that, like, these were stolen from the loft in season four. But IMDB Trivia apparently clocks this, too, and says one of Nick's one-night stands steals the blue glass grapes. They return later and are present through the series, even though multiple characters take them including blank, which is what I'm referencing. So I am making an appeal to the audience. If you see these glass grapes again, please let me know, because I am very, this is something I've always personally tracked, but never saw other than these two moments. So if they show up, please let us know. That's it. Sorry, that was a long-winded appeal.
0: Forget New Girl Bear Watch. Allie wants New Girl Glass Grapes Watch.
1: Yes. Can we get on Glass Grapes Watch? Yes, 100%. So, Keeve keep your eyes peeled.
2: Uh, my eyes are peeled. <laughs> do you
1: think? Do you agree that this would be a problem for most guys, Kiev? or do you think guys wouldn't care?
2: The ex as a roommate. Yes. I think most people would care. I, think I don't it's... know
1: that I believe Ian's getting deterred. Like, I think maybe he'd care in the long run, but I don't think long he'd run. Oh yeah, in the long run, days.
2: I think he might be willing to go back once, but in the long run, I don't think it's a it's a tenable situation. Uh, Felipe I mean you... I think a, I've heard from a lot of men who don't like if like a woman having a platonic male roommate so the fact You know that a lot of insecure date, men That's but most of them that's where they make them. I don't know
1: <laughs> Um Felipe what's the better lie uh, to say that Nick is gay that he's terminally ill or that he is in fact a ghost
0: The ghost one <laughs> sent me uh, no I I was thinking about this uh, like what would have been the best lie besides those options and I think to, I came to a conclusion, but it's o- only reliant if Schmidt was there, because then she could have that lie, but then have Nick and Schmidt be each other. That, like, that I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think anything would be better than what ends up happening. Valid. So I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. Um, yeah, I-, I do like how they shoehorn because one of my first thoughts and keeve i don't know if this was on your radar because it was recently came up in an episode actually the last episode that nick can't lie i do like that they address that that nick is terrible at lying but excellent at make-believe
2: yeah he's good at acting he's good at make-believe he's just bad at (laughs) lying
1: are your kids into make-believe does he i mean i know yosef is
2: uh um... we have a segment on our show
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, but he's banana's
2: real. Re- banana's real, so that's a good point. That is a good question.
1: But, like, generally, are they doing. Yeah, that? yeah.
2: Kids, can, kids are still good at make believe. They'll play, you know, Cops and Robbers or uh, Someone's the King and Someone's the Queen or whatever. Like, they'll play all these games, same as everyone else did.
1: Same as everybody else in me. It's, like, it's been decades since I've been a child. Are they still doing that?
2: <laughs> I think the kids are still doing stuff like that. They're still they're still bad guys they're still good guys they're still you know they're they're dad and mom or whatever they're still doing stuff like that
1: i did like nick's insistence on having a backstory and like am i mad that anderson cooper doesn't fly the flag (laughs) or is what he's doing in his own way but even braver you know that was that was very topical i think yeah
2: but did, did anderson cooper never actually come out is that or he did since then is that what they're saying? That like he was never out? I don't know.
1: There's no way that they're outing him on New Girl, like he must <laughs> yeah, have been publicly out at the time. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm going to Google Anderson Cooper coming
0: out. My interpretation was it's like he's out, but he doesn't really address it out otherwise. And like mm-hmm. he's not in in the pride floats, like being like allyship, queer liberation. But, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I guess you're
2: saying yeah. yeah. 20, it looks like it came out in 2012, even though um, I think it was known for many, many years before that.
0: My well, favorite line in this scene was the his brother Chip is a union guy. He's in Teamsters Local 11. <laughs> I fell over when I heard that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he gives a lot of a lot of important detail in his make believe. Uh, I do want to shout out uh, BravoCon, the televised portion of BravoCon. Anderson Cooper made an appearance as gay shark in Andy's clubhouse. So Mm. maybe Nick gay, Nick would be happy to see Anderson Cooper. Now, if that's not flying the flag, I don't know what is. Um, where else do we go? Uh, all right. So here's Nick's big fuck up though. Oh, excuse me. I put that in my, I put fudged up in my notes and I still went rogue. I got excited talking about Anderson Cooper. Um, Nick brings a girl home. The absolute one thing he is not supposed to do, he does. And unlucky for Nick and Jess, Tina, played by Amanda Lund, is not freaked out by anything, Keeve. You cannot get rid of her.
2: No, no. She's not.
0: You're not going to scare her off.
1: I love Jess's attempts to be crazy.
0: Yeah, she had, and she did a great job with it.
1: My last boyfriend was in his 80s. I was like, don't die, Myron.
2: <laughs> Myron is a, that's also like the perfect name for. <laughs>
0: his
1: I also love wigs are great for are so good for tricking guys. Like today is we're recording this on Halloween, Halloween weekend. Good to know. I did not get a wig, but I do have one. I have a blue wig. Maybe I'll try to go out and trick some guys. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I just love her reaction to that. Ooh, sorry. I'm in my slime era and I just dropped on my keyboard. <laughs> um, all right. Nick has a combo with Ian, which is pretty awkward. And, you know, as much as like Nick playing gay is weird and semi stereotypical and has a lot of problems. This conversation where Ian is grilling him to try to determine if he's gay is also a little cringe.
2: That's, it's pretty strange. cringe. Yeah. Yeah, this is the worst part of the episode, probably. Because also, like, why would he be, like, just leave at this You know what I mean? Like, this is a strange, This is a stranger to you. Like, this is bizarre.
0: There were some funny lines here. Like, when Nick was like, I like sleepy guys. We in the gay community called them drowsers.
1: Yeah, justice for sleepy guys. Because he's like, why would anyone be into sleepy guys? I exclusively date sleepy guys. <laughs> some ice cream men? What a dream. <laughs> I think he, he, like, really describes some amazing guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Schmidt entering sad and I, I'm I'm taking it storyline by storyline that like the fact that's met throughout all of the BNC stories, Schmidt lamenting CeCe's breast reduction ends up like fitting perfectly into the current storyline that he bops into. I really thought that was like pretty masterful.
0: It really was like great writing for that part of the episode.
1: And it's another opportunity where they're, like, uh, when, when Ian says, like, I'm used to more stereotypical guys like him. And then, like, just, like, he's not – Schmidt is not gay. You know, whatever. And then, like, anyway. When did the I, I that stop? Made. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that fit together pretty well. Uh, but there's one thing I want to call out here. Because, like, in all of the madness of this episode, and, like, I'm sure, Keeve, you could tell that this episode isn't necessarily, like, pushing plot forward no. particularly – Mm-mm. Um, you know, you do have Ian getting upset, not only because of the lying, but because he's like, Nick clearly would do anything for you. And that's like maybe the bigger red flag is if you live with your ex mm-hmm. and your ex is willing to do this, that's like a big concern.
2: Yeah. And also you're willing to lie. Like it's such a big first date lie. Like you should never trust another person. This thing says,
1: well, I don't have a problem with the lie. Obviously I yeah, have of a course, problem with that. Um, all right. CC coming over to see what uh Jess's bra size would be and how that would look on her is like pretty shoehorned in. Like I don't know that many people, women who would go through another woman's bra drawer and like hold up their small bras to their large breasts. Like I yeah. thought that was very And strange. also like
2: they've been best friends forever, so this is probably information she already like had, if this is their relationship, you know what I mean?
1: I think you can also imagine what having smaller boobs would be like without taking a small bra and holding it up. Imagine like,
2: if two weeks ago the micro guy was like went over like someone went over to him is like I just like to imagine what it would be like to have. you.
1: <laughs> he like takes his baseball cup or something and is like I yeah. wanted to see.
2: Yeah, it is a little weird, and it's also like not never been mentioned before. It's not like there's been a lot of jokes about CC, you know, or whatever. And it's like that this is like a thing. They're just like you said, it's just shoe wearing dead at nowhere.
1: Yeah, and CeCe in the last few episodes has really not had any, you know, after mm. the, like, sh- sh- what Chevrang and Schmidt situation, like, we can't get CC like, a fully realized storyline Uh, pretty much since that era.
2: Yeah, I think at this point they're like, we just need something. She can't not be in the episode, we need something for her.
1: I did laugh. I know this is taking us down a misogynistic path and we're about Mm -hmm. to talk about Winston and Coach. But when Schmidt is like grieving about the breast reduction and Coach is like, you know what? You need to be surrounded by four new boobs. (laughs) And Schmidt goes on two different women.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This whole story. The storyline also doesn't make sense, because if like I mean, I guess maybe Schmidt's not really like over uh, CeCe, but in his mind, like if they're done. Then he should be happy. It's like, oh, I'm the last, you know, one of the last people to ever get to see them, and like, who cares? Like everyone wants to see their exes like looking worse. So in his mind, you know what I mean? In, in his mind, it's like, all right, not my problem.
1: I hate that you're actually probably right about that. <laughs>
2: of course I'm right. Oh well, yeah, of course I'm right about this. This like it makes no sense. Like he should be celebrating. That's upsetting to me. This is like rooting. This is like rooting against the Mets.
1: It's not. I mean, okay, you're right. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm upset. Like, you're right. You're 100% right. Um, but it, I think you're right. It's different because... He should have been
2: like, still... uh, you just get rid of all of them while you're there. It's fine. Schmidt
1: is still very into her, and, like, she, they're still around each other a lot. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. If, if he heard this information, like, third-hand through the great yes. time... right. ...maybe we're getting a different reaction. It's, oh, right. this is... Yeah, I'm true. so upset by this.
2: hmm
0: <laughs> But also, he's like in rooms far away when he hears a that was very discussion. funny honestly yeah. <laughs> shout out to the foley artists for that for all yeah. the work they put in that scene
2: that was yeah the sound was good there you're right and also um, it is possible he's just literally spying on all of them <laughs> <Elsa>. <laughs> oh
1: god um, no that is probably true hopefully he, well I was going to say hopefully he only like activates his spy equipment when CC's there but even worse somehow um, I regret <clears throat> saying that yes. Uh, but let's talk about Winston, Coach. Winston is getting mail for his hot neighbors and playing the long game. The neighbors are played by the now very famous Alexandra Daddario, playing Michelle, and Amber Stevens west playing Viv. Both gorgeous women, who I recognize. I can't real, i don't know where I recognize Amber from.
0: I can- She was on some, like, HBC- ABC family show— with her now husband who later went to work on promised land. So I have like one degree of separation with her because I would give him his masks on for COVID. Oh. But she, it was like some ABC family show. Greek. Is it that
1: she was on Greek, but I never watched Greek. Okay. And so I'm trying to figure out I'm on the IMDB. She was on the new nine Oh two and So I'm like, maybe that, but she only was there on two episodes. Like, am I really recognizing her from two episode cameo on, uh, 90210? I don't know. Um, 22 Jump Street, maybe? Yeah, it's like... I'm like, was she on a reality show? That's where I'm at. Like, <laughs> was she on Endurance? You know? I'm like, why do yeah. I know her? Um, but that's my own problem. She was
0: on The Hills for an episode.
1: Is that maybe... Honestly, more likely for me to be recognizing somebody from one episode of The Hills. What was she doing there?
0: I don't know. Playing herself? Not playing, but it just says herself episode boyfriends and work don't mix
1: i mean they don't um (laughs) oh i know what it is i know what it is she was on how i met your mother ah let me see janet yeah yeah that's it janet mcintyre ted goes on one date with her that's where i remember her from all right Thanks everyone for indulging me on that also. That's when, it's the one where she doesn't want to be Googled. And then he like, they Google her on the day, the, the gang, and they like send him the information. Yeah. And she's like so impressive and is like the best person and then he can't like get over it. Anyway. All right. Well, that I feel resolved that I settled that.
0: <laughs> it, it would have bothered you all day. We That's the worst part about like when you know someone or you know a song, but you can't figure out what it is. So uh, yes, I'm glad no, I for
1: you. yeah, no sarcasm. No sarcasm. I'm really relieved. And then, like, Keeve, uh, what do you know Alexandra Daddario from? Do you uh, want to guess her, her known for
2: uh, like her, I her imdb can. 4 Yeah, uh, true detective. No. And then I don't know what else.
1: Yeah, no, Felipe, you got anything you want to uh, well,
0: I that? originally was introduced to her by percy jackson and the olympians the light that's one of them and i remember the fan community was up in arms because she was brunette in the movie and she's notably blonde in the books and i feel like that was just a precursor to the hate that the new annabeth is getting but um that's just yeah we know what you're talking about yeah
1: (laughs) no i do well first of all nothing will drive a fan community crazy like a like a small detail i mean i get it when it's like they change the race of the person in the book Mm -hmm. and, like, cast, like, some white girl to play uh, Mm a person of color. Or, like, you know, a lot of times there will be, like, somebody who's, like, notably, like, not that attractive and, like, that's, like, part of the point of the essence of the character. Or if, like, the character's 6'2
2: and the person's, like, 5'1. But, yeah. Yeah, 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 or whatever. And
1: it's, like, that's frustrating. To go from brunette to blonde, is there any, like, reason to be upset about that?
0: No, I just remember, like, People in my middle school were annoyed about that. I was like, "Who cares?" But uh, humble
1: brag about being in middle school in 2010. Yeah, sorry, can't relate. Um,
0: <laughs> but no, she's probably best known for the White Lotus these days.
1: So, but two of the Percy Jackson movies are in her top four, and then Texas Chainsaw 3D. How'd we miss that? And Baywatch.
0: Not the White Lotus.
1: Not, but I don't know. Do they? Uh, I don't know how frequently they're updating the known four. Okay. But I just made that up Yeah, alright Um, so Winston, it's, like, hard Because Winston is, like, a really genuinely nice guy But he is doing all of these nice things for his neighbors Solely to sleep with these girls
0: Yeah Or
1: is there any, like, nice guy energy behind it? It's, like, hard to tell
0: Um, ¿por qué no los dos? Like, why not both? I feel like it's (laughs) a little bit of A, a little bit of B But, uh he, Winnie the Bish seems like a nice guy, but I think he might also have, like, these ulterior motives.
1: Keith, you're famously an expert on women. Do you think that getting a girl to like you is about the long game, or is it more like jazz improv?
2: Still working on it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't play the long game with Mara. That's
2: true. Or are true. you still
1: kind of playing with well, the Well, you game? said getting to
2: like me, not marry me. It's much different.
1: Is it easier to get someone to marry you than to like you?
2: I guess it's the, it, it depends.
1: And then well, so the you got to keep community? the person
2: liking you, you know? Just because someone community. likes you one day doesn't mean they like you the next day.
1: Amen, brother. That's a perfect <laughs> – if you take one thing from this whole podcast experience, <laughs> listeners, let it be that. Um, but all right. One thing I thought you guys were going to say when we talk about it being weird to invite Schmidt uh, is like – if the plan is to try to hook up with the two girls, weird right. to bring a th- third guy.
0: I think it was literally for the joke, which fine <laughs> because it was it was funny. But I yeah, weird move when um not Winston, Coach.
1: Yeah, I die when he's just like, I'm gonna miss the most is watching them bounce and they start like <laughs> they start
2: slowly bobbing up. a comedy.:
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, where's Mara at with new girl cube?
2: Uh, she hasn't watched with me in a while. Maybe I'll have okay. Mara and Adira after they're done with Modern Family and they're almost done soon. Maybe that could be their next show.
1: They're watching like, Modern they... Family.
2: Yeah, but it's almost done.
1: Okay. I forget. Uh, Do you guys watch the Goldbergs?
2: They watched it. They, wa- they, was, they watched it before Modern Family. Rising
1: watched. They were actively in the new season. It's
2: oh, I didn't know on. it's still on. Yeah. I'm the only <laughs> person
1: who still knows that the Goldbergs is on.
2: Well, I thought it got canceled after Jeff Garland, honestly.
1: He got killed off.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told me this one Spoilers, I, I was about
0: to it's start no, I'm
1: <laughs> Well, yeah um, it's like my You're not watching Alaska Daily? That the neighborhood is still going
0: <laughs> Wait, so just quick aside uh, I feel like you should replace Whatever movie you have Max Greenfield with, In for the, the The Jar with some episodes of the neighborhood
2: hmm.
1: I don't know if the world needs me and Akiva Talking about the neighborhood
0: uh, we just, Rob
2: and I just talked about the neighbor a little bit. Uh, we didn't watch it though, but it was just Max Greenfield and um, some other female lead were on the uh, were on the show we were watching together. They were With on the sugar, Kelly Clarkson yeah. show. They were watching the. We watched five episodes of the Kelly Clarkson show. We watched the full week of the Kelly Clarkson show. Well, I know what you guys
1: are doing because sometimes Rob references it on Know It All. So he sang the theme song because Kelly Clarkson. I guess. Ah, that's is. right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, my, so you guys know this. My mom is famously a fan of The Neighborhood, mm-hmm. and she mentioned it the other day. I thought it was canceled, but I guess it's coming back for a third. Se- is it season three? Fifth season. Yeah, Fifth se- Oh my God, you blank yeah. in five years.
0: Baby. Yeah, it's true. You know, I watched the first Time two flies. seasons, but only because I wrote a spec script about it. So, not yeah. even for my own joy.
1: <laughs> Keeve I don't know that we need to be contributing to the discourse on <laughs> much. Probably active discourse on The Neighborhood. What do you
2: think? Mm-hmm. No, I think uh, we're good. And it'll be canceled by the time we get to the end of the fourth season, which might be in six months.
1: I don't know. Five seasons, they're five seasons strong.
2: Five seasons in a movie. That's what they always say with the neighborhood.
1: Is, is Bob Hart's Ab- Abishola still going?
0: It is. And I know good way time. too much about that show <laughs> for someone who's never seen an episode.
1: Do you know, like, the inside scoop?
0: Well, so I work on the Warner Brothers lot, and they film there. So I talk about it on tour sometimes.
1: You guys should do a Renap like Robin and Kiva go behind the scenes and Felipe talks just about shows he hasn't actually seen <laughs> but gives seen. you the information.
2: <laughs> it's <was> like, <laughs> You know, that guy's like the third lead on the show. Yeah, he like smokes a lot of cigarettes. Like, all right, we don't know.
1: I mean, I would listen to it. Yeah, that would be not good. on Renap, but I would listen to it. <laughs> um, all right, where are we? So, uh, basically, oh, here's a question. Producer Kelly says. Oh, so essentially, Coach confronts the women and is like, you guys, yeah, we tried to use and manipulate you. You've been manipulating my friend and having him do all this stuff around the house, and you're never going to sleep with him, and, you know, I'm calling it out. The girls rock, paper, scissor to see who has to sleep with Winston, and then Winston, like the prince that he is, says, Michelle, you don't have to. And she's like, Meh, I kind of want to bring the hard hat. Producer Kelly says, did Michelle and Viv take the power back by playing rock, paper, scissors for Winston? Or is it still – I think actually it was for not Winston. The loser had to do it. Um, or is it still a gross situation that paints both the women and the men involved in bad and stereotypical light? Who wants to take that?
0: <laughs> I was like, uh, Kiva, do you want to take that?
1: <laughs> Kiva didn't listen to what I said.
0: I,
2: I, I got lost halfway through this. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So the first part of what I said – was a summary of the show that you watched. You didn't need to listen to the summary. Yeah. The better. second part of what I said was, did Michelle and Viv like take the power back by being like, little rock paper scissors? Were they the ones in the driver's seat, or was it like a gross situation all around that made all four of them look bad?
2: I think everybody sucks here, right? It's like there's no, <laughs> there's not really any winners. The whole st- honestly, this the storyline was like, I don't know which one's worse. We could like rank of the three. Um, like, just in terms of holding up and stuff like this. But I think it's this one. And maybe the least laughs came from this one, too. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Also, I was confused at one point because it seemed like they got kicked out by them in one part of the episode. And I watched this episode three times, and I was always unclear, like, when they started bouncing. I was like, oh, is this over? And then they went back the next day, and I was like, oh, okay. I just didn't understand.
1: So what I, I agree, I think they tried to squeeze too much into this once, and they didn't have the time in the episode. My understanding of this episode has always been when Schmidt comes back and starts talking about, like, the different shades of brown of CeCe's boobs and the bouncing and whatever, it becomes clear to the girls that the guys were lying. They're not going away for 44 weeks and they were trying to, like, manipulate them into having sex so they get bounced out. But Winston is still there hanging shelves and they're still willing to use him for, like odd jobs around the house and coach comes to apologize sees this and is like all right we lied to you but you're lying to him
0: okay yeah it was just very disjointed the like editing yes. here. I was very confused
1: yes we have to fill in a lot uh yeah. but yeah i mean i think the problem with this plot line for me is like it loses all nuance of what is probably a pretty true-to-life situation that like as Felipe says, like, why can't it be both? He's a nice guy and he's hoping to have sex with one or both of them. And, uh, you know, do people like have people in their lives that they're probably never going to sleep with, but they know like that, like all of this is happening all of the time and nobody thinks everybody in the world is an asshole for doing this. And it's not super conscious all the time. It's just like, relationships are messy and complicated I don't think it really works when they have to bring it all to the surface for a sitcom
2: yeah I think you're right I think you're right I think it's like uh yeah I I, I think in general like the I I, I could have we I think they could have done this episode really well it's also funny like all three of these plot lines were in the same one versus like uh like C stories in different episodes mm-hmm. I don't know they could have throw they could have at some point they could have maybe thrown this out and, and done something different.
0: Yeah. And I also think with like lesser actors, this wouldn't have been as solid. I don't want to say good. As yeah, they were all really good. Was, like
2: CeCe's <laughs> even great in this episode. You know, Oh
0: yeah, I was like, come on, Hannah Simone. She like I feel like just from the start of the series, she's grown a lot compared to like where she was at the start as an actor.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and I thought about that especially in the, I guess, C storyline, the CC storyline, um, where Schmidt is, like, going through the grieving process, and he's going to actually say goodbye to uh, CC's boobs during a consultation, where he requests to see her boobs and have a private audience with them, and just perfectly she removes one earbud so that she could hear him say the only sincere part, seemingly— which is, like, I'll love you no matter what size because you're attached to the most beautiful woman. Um, Look at them getting a sincere moment out of this episode. But I think Max Greenfield is one of the only people on the planet that could sell his role in this episode Mm -hmm. and it not be solely cringe.
2: Yeah, he's really good. He's great. He believes you. He makes you, like, sad by the end that this actress that's not (laughs) even fake getting them removed is going to get them removed, (laughs) you know?
1: Or that would be something to justifiably be sad about. Like, I think it's like...
2: Right. I also think we'll never hear about it again. Like, she points out multiple times towards the end, like, this was just, like, a thought I had. This isn't even something that's been done. My guess is it never happened.
1: That's the entire plot of Season 7, Keith. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I blew it.
1: <laughs> um, my The part that hit me the hardest, actually, absolutely direct hit, was just coming to the realization that the people they go out with go home and tell their friends about the dates and their friends react by saying, wow, you go out with a lot of weirdos.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I was thinking about it. Like, (laughs) in terms of these sitcoms, like, whatever, choose whatever sitcom, but, like, these people are your weirdos, but if you look at them from the outside, I mean, Seinfeld is all about, like, all the people, especially the last episode, but, uh, like, these people are, like, looney tunes out here that we interact with on our television shows each and every week and definitely in terms of the people in the loft like yeah you are the weirdos not the other way around I mean there are some weirdos out there like Bearclaw but for the most part you're the weirdos
1: yeah and that's the funny part is like you know then uh they're having that conversation and they are like if you're from Ian's perspective like he was like a nice guy on a date with a girl that he liked and he went home with her. And like, there was this like huge ruse going on. He watched two men have like a loving moment. Then he watched a woman kiss that man. Then like the lies come out and it's like, that's batshit crazy. Like that's a story he can dine out on for years about how insane this woman and her cast of roommates were. Uh, but then not to be outdone, Tina's still in the apartment taking a shower uh, and making everybody wait on
2: her. Yeah, yeah. are you for? It's funny because at the end of this, you know, we know they share a bathroom, but then there's like a line for the shower. Is there only one shower, not two? Like, I don't know why I thought there was two. showers. I believe showers.
1: there's only one shower.
2: Like, and then it's like, oh yeah, these people are now like deep into their 30s and they're waiting on line for a sh- like multiple of them are waiting on line for a shower. And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The loft kind of sucks
1: yeah i mean well only four of them are supposed to, actually only three of them are supposed to live there they're high up still having schmidt and nick live together for a total of five and then cc just like pops by so a lot of folks are in the bathroom um but i i like it's self-referential i like that coach like makes that joke um
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: before we get to the guide to be thinking about who won the episode um keeve let me take your temperature on the uh, Schindler's List joke that Schmidt makes to end the episode. I
2: did. I gasped. I, I said sort of like an out loud, ooh.
1: I did love. I'm sorry. I love, It's very inside Jewish baseball for him to say, one day your children will put rocks on my grave.
2: Yeah, that is very. It is very. <laughs> like I'm Oscar Schindler, he says, yeah.
1: <laughs> he said, I am your Schindler one day your children will put rats on my grave
2: it's pretty fun um,
1: alright let's get to the guide producer Kelly says Tina won the episode she's hilarious great with Jess and maybe gets to marry Nick what do you guys think
0: I I in my notes I had CC winning uh, but uh, I always support producer Kelly in everything so if she wants to give it to Tina I will cast my vote for Tina
1: uh, alright Keith, what do you think
0: yeah, it's definitely a tough.
2: I don't usually like to give it. I have, but don't usually like to give it to someone outside the core six. Uh, Tina, to me, was good. CC, this is one of the better CC episodes. Schmidt's acting was so good. I almost have want to give it to Schmidt because, like, I think at the end, it's it seems apparent that like uh, um, that CC's not going to go through with it. Um, Nick's acting also great. I don't know. I if I feel bad giving it to anybody for this episode, I will say. I'll give it to CeCe also. I think that's a good call here.
1: So, again, I'm, I, I still don't know what the the um, conditions are. Like, I don't know what the um, – oh, God, what's it called? Like, the not the qualifications, like the the rubric, whatever. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is for this. Is it who comes out winning or is it who's the funniest blah, blah, blah? Like, I think if it's who comes out winning, it can't be the, I think the metric Nick. is
2: whatever we want it to be. You know what I mean? I, I think it, it could be different to everybody. It could I know, the actor, but I get it be the, the character this.
1: So I think I'm giving it to Winston here because I don't think he gives the most laughs. But purely based on the outcome is, like, he gets to, quote-unquote, prove his point to coach. He gets to sleep with Michelle, which was his goal. So I yes. think he wins. But did I – Otherwise, I would say nobody wins
0: mm-hmm.
1: um all right uh Kelly has what were your guys's funniest lines or bits from the episode? Producer Kelly has her picks, but anything stand out?
0: um, it was early on in the episode, but when Winston was talking about have the guy wear like antlers so that he can make holes in the wall, I don't know if for whatever reason that <laughs> tickled me um and then like there were some of the lines that we talked about like the teamsters line all the like the backstory that nick was creating as well as uh the sleepy guys we in the gay community call them drowsers
2: keep anything jump out of you yeah i had the schindler line written down drowsers is really funny too that's true
1: yeah um kelly has a bunch of them here one that she's reminding me of is like Jessin's jess and nick's exchange on the one woman christmas carol when he was like <laughs> That was perfect. (laughs) I expect her to be like him to be like, that sucked. Um, Yeah. There were some, there were some highlights, Uh, but that takes us to the end of the episode. We've done it.
2: Nice. They said we couldn't do another one and there. We did it.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is so weird. I'm on uh, our iTunes to see if anyone left us any reviews. Nobody has. That's okay. Um, is that sometimes I type episode in the title and sometimes I don't. I gotta fix that anyway. Episode seventy-seven of NGOG, not counting the jars, in the books. Nice. Feels like many much longer. <laughs> Feels like it should be episode one seventy-seven.
2: <laughs> That's what happens when you take a long break and stuff.
1: All right, uh, Felipe. Thank you for your flexibility and for joining of us uh, this week. Where can people uh, hear more from you?
0: Um, so you can check out the Brazilian Dragon podcast, which is where I do mostly, like, 2000s Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network stuff. But this last month, I actually worked on a really fun project called Si Se Puede, which is talking about uh, Latin and Hispanic representation in American television. And I interviewed a couple of people. What's it called? From, or The series is Si Se Puede, a conversation about Latin mm-hmm. and Hispanic representation on... Um, american television but the general podcast feed is the brazilian dragon um Mm -hmm. and i interviewed a couple of people from the industry in terms of like actors uh and a couple of producers as well as a few reality stars so like abby maria and Lyrsa uh and indy from big brother came on my podcast and talked about their experiences being uh Latine and hispanic in terms of different aspects of what representation means so that was a fun series i did so if that interests you at all just follow the brazilian dragon at brazil dragon pod on all social media and then you can choose to follow me at with the fleep if you want my musings on life <laughs> keith
1: we've had a big week the two big of week us. for
0: us yes
1: uh two weeks of new girl in a row, new girl old guy in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh I came briefly out of retirement as a favor, personal favor to my dear friend Rob Sesternino to join you guys on um, Renap uh to prove who knows Akiva best. We won't spoil the results, but Felipe, if you had to make a guess between me, Alexander Chester, and Rob Sesternino Nino in a Kiwi quiz. Now it wasn't a, a quiz it was like how would Akiva answer this question and like try to spot Akiva from the fakes who do you think uh, of?
0: I think it's respectfully to Al Chester I think it's between you and Rob and I would I would give you the edge Ally. I think uh you I think you know more about Akiva as a whole whereas Rob I think hears mostly through the podcast stories if I had to guess like and then a little bit uh scuttlebutt from like the podcast streets like communication but i think you have the more inside knowledge of akiva
1: all right that we'll see the what happens uh, and to plug it was hosted by the great dr amanda we had a lot of fun it was genuinely Kiva, i had a good time
0: it was a very
2: good time don't worry about who won just uh, enjoy the ride for i mean the
0: everyone's a winner well
2: mm-hmm. i asked
1: him to decide who won what do you mean don't worry about who won i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> saying to
2: the, the, uh, the listeners like it's it's about it's about the friends uh, who guessed along the way
1: yeah um no it was it was a good time and i want to be clear i never had any doubt that it would be fun great group of people we had a good time mm-hmm. so ch- that drops that will we'll have dropped by the time this drops uh you could check out the challenge or hop up um you could check great out episode yesterday t- oh the thank Challenger you so much Hap-Up. yeah we had a good time it was a little key we mentioned you in the first five minutes because it got a little kooky it got a little new girl old guy vibes
2: i'm I'll gonna check it out
1: no you won't but alright uh, <laughs> sure. you can subscribe at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy you can follow mm-hmm. Akiva, Akiva 26 you can follow me at last tweets um, and I always forget to let the guests wrap up the show so I will well, go first, to Akiva go ahead
0: well we have to get Akiva's thoughts on the next episode which yes. called?
1: I was going to say I will give Akiva that and then Felipe if, you, if you'd be so kind as to close the show uh, unless you know the next episode otherwise I'll give it to him
0: I, uh, off the top of my head. yeah,
1: but you shouldn't. That's not part of the gag. Uh, Kiwi season four, episode eight teachers. Something you're familiar okay. with.
2: Well, it's going to be Jess centric. We're going to be in school. Maybe someone else becomes a teacher besides Jess.
1: Maybe somebody else becomes a teacher besides Jess. Maybe
2: Cece becomes a teacher too. I don't know.
1: Okay. And so that's where we're getting the plural teachers?
2: Yes, teachers. That's what it's called.
1: Do you think we're going to get more, uh, Mr. new? It's possible. All right. Felipe has muted, so I don't want to. I may have to close the show. I
2: don't know if mm. I can hear
0: it. My neighbor sometimes, no, their alarm goes off and we have thin ceilings. So I don't know if you can hear Oh, really? That.
2: That's coming from your neighbors? Because we could hear that.
0: Yes. You can hear that?
2: <laughs> All
1: right. It, it, All right. I send mean us that... home, Felipe. <laughs> With the alarm. It's well, totally fine. Through
0: the beeps. Uh, until next time, everyone. Uh, we'll... Uh, join us next week for another episode season 4 episode 8 uh, teachers uh, see ya wouldn't want to be ya
1: <laughs> see ya wouldn't want to be ya my and my dad my and my